Justice Warriors, and thank you for joining Tracy and I to discuss the disappearance of Gabby Petito. Tracy and I haven't really been able to keep up on our podcast lately because for the past year or so, we've been busy filming a show that we're being featured in on Discovery Plus. But one thing that Tracy and I have always agreed on is that we don't want to forget where we came from and our passion for missing persons cases and unsolved homicides. As many of you probably know, Tracy and I met through the Holly Bobo case, and now here we are in a position that we feel we finally have the platform that we need to make a difference in cases such as this one. So this will be our first in a long time, but today's focus is Gabby Petito. Miss Petito and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, were road tripping across the U.S. when the 22-year-old woman went missing. They'd begun their adventure together on July 2nd, starting at Northport, Florida, and then traveling to Kansas, Colorado, Utah, and ending at Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. This is where Petito's mother claims that the missing woman was on August 25th when she last spoke with her. On August 12th, law enforcement officers in Moab City, Utah, responded to a domestic dispute near Moonflower Co-op. According to the report, the pair, Laundry and Petito, had left the scene traveling north on Main in a white Ford Transit van with a black ladder on the rear. When cops showed up, witnesses claimed that they had heard Laundry instructing Gabby to take a walk to calm down. Witnesses also claim to have seen Laundrie grab Petito's face after she slapped him repeatedly and that Laundrie responded by locking her out of the van, at which point Petito tried to climb in through the driver's side window. The dispute was reportedly over a phone. Law enforcement officers described the incident as a, quote, mental slash emotional health break and no charges were filed. Later that same evening, the couple was pulled over for, for speeding, and Gabby was observed crying uncontrollably by officers. During this encounter, Petito admitted that they both suffered from some mental health issues and that those issues had been exasperated by the couple's persistent arguing. Laundry also admitted in a statement that being on the road together for months had put an, quote, emotional strain on their relationship. Again, in that incident, no charges were filed. 
It's probably worth mentioning, although I haven't seen an official statement about this, that a woman named Miranda Baker went public via TikTok with claims that her and her boyfriend picked laundry up off the side of the road on August 29th at about 5.45 p.m., which is four days after Petit's Uh, Petito's conversation with her mother to give him a ride. In the video, she describes the encounter as being very strange due to the fact that Laundrie claimed to have been camping out in the wilderness for four days, but didn't seem dirty or appear to be somebody who had been in the rugged for very long. Baker says that Laundrie demanded to be let out and said that he would find another ride when he realized that they were headed to Jackson Hole. According to the woman, Laundrie was picked up near Coffee Bay Village and got out near JL Dam. On September 1st, Laundrie returned to the home that he shared with his parents and Petito in Florida. He was driving Gabby's 2012 Ford Transit Connect van, which the couple had been living in during their trip, but Gabby was nowhere to be found. Laundrie has been named a person of interest in Petito's disappearance, but is not considered a, quote, suspect at this time. However, recent reports have revealed that Laundrie is also missing now. According to his parents, they have not seen him since Tuesday, and it is now Saturday. So it's been Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's been four days that he's been missing, uh, reportedly. And the Petito family has put out a statement that Laundrie is not missing. He is hiding. Um, Tracy, do you have something to say about all this? I want to go back for a second because you were talking about the police officers responding to an incident where the two of them were fighting and she was in the car crying. Yeah, and from what I understand, when officers spoke with them, they both said that they were madly in love, that they're engaged to be married, and that they were just arguing it wasn't a big deal. Neither one of them wanted charges pressed on the other. So, no, I, I, I don't think it was one of those cases where, you know, law enforcement failed to recognize a, you know, person in distress. Um, I don't think that was the case at all. But what I really want to do is discuss some of these recent developments. Specifically, I think we should start with the fact that um, Laundrie is now missing. And there is a Facebook group that I've been invited to and I've been following pretty closely. Um, It is called, if you give me one second, um, it is Gabby Petito Missing Vodka and Crime Society. I don't know where the vodka came from, but okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) It's... Gabby Petito Missing Vodka and Crime Society. And there there are some really great conversations going on on that Facebook page. I've been following it really closely. Um, You know, people are really quick to uh, say, you know, that laundry is guilty. And and, and I'm not saying, you know, like I said on, on the comment on the group, you know, I have not, I don't have enough information really at this point to draw any sort of conclusion as to whether this is, you know, some sinister thing where he killed her and left her or, you know, what it is. But I think we should discuss some of those theories. Um, but at the same time, I did want to mention, because this was one of the things that we were talking about on the group, that I am extremely disappointed uh, to hear or to learn that 
laundry was not being watched very, very closely, I feel that law enforcement should have been keeping tabs on him for a number of reasons, not necessarily because, you know, people say, well, he wasn't a suspect. He was just a person of interest. They had no reason to watch him. Well, I disagree with that assessment because whether he is the person who is responsible for her disappearance, whether he did something sinister or even, you know, another scenario being that, you know, something did happen to her. And instead of being the perpetrator, he is actually a witness, which makes him a target. As we've gone live, there is an active search for Brian Laundrie at the Mayaka River State Park, which is 37,000 acres. Okay, tell me, tell me where you said, because I want to log in too. So tell me where this is. Where are you seeing this? I subscribe to Florida News and I got this information from a news live broadcast. Are you talking about that link called Carlton Reserve? Yes. Okay, and I just saw where you posted the link on our Justice Warriors podcast page as well, so everybody can find it easily. Yeah. You know, Tracy, I've kind of been back and forth. Um, my roommate is also, you know, following this case very, very closely. And uh, I'll just give a quick shout out to my daughter, Paige, who is the reason that I am now following it very closely. She sent me a message and um, she said, Mom, you know, you need to find Gabby. <laughs> and I said, you know, I wasn't even following. I said, I said, Gabby who? And she said, just look it up. You need to, you need to find her, go find her. I said, oh, bless her heart. You know, she's, she's got that much faith in mom that mom's just going to do. Throw that cape on. <laughs> she's smart like her mama. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good girl. But anyway, so, um, you know, some of the, some of the things I've thought about, you know, and some of the things are being mentioned, like on the Facebook page that I think are all really good thoughts and really good ideas. You know, I mean, Brian may have left to try to find her or he could have gone back to where he last saw her. Um, there's so many, you know, I hate to just jump to conclusions and assume, you know, the worst. Um, he could be hiding, you know, he could, he could be hiding. He could be hiding because he did something wrong and he's scared you know, because he knows he's going to end up getting arrested and whatever. Um, he, I mean, you know, I hate to say this, but he could have, he, he could be going to kill himself or something if he did do something, you know, to hurt her. He could have left her out there stranded and that's why he's going back. Yeah. Do we know if they drank or did any drugs? Do, has there been any talk about that? I don't have any information on that and I've not read any. However, they were in that free lifestyle, that flower child type of mentality from when I was growing up. You know that lifestyle, the nomadic, wandering, free-spirited type of people? Yeah. And in that community, there was a couple shot to death. Right. That was Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte. And I find this very interesting because... If it isn't connected, it just seems like an incredible coincidence. They just happened to be staying at the same campground in Moab, Utah, at the same time as Crystal and Brian, and where the um, domestic dispute took place, where the cops were called, I believe that Moonflower Co-op is... Uh, 
from what I heard, I, I believe they work there. There's some sort of connection to them there as well. So it's very strange to me. And I think that this sparks a theory, at least in my mind, that maybe somehow um, either Brian and Gabby connected something, witnessed something that was going on with them or vice versa. But either way, it seems that their lives somehow collided tragically. The last thing that we know about the couple before their bodies were found was that they were seen on Friday night, which is a recent correction that was made actually by uh, surveillance footage provided from Woody's Tavern, which is the bar that they were seen at. And it was so it was Friday night. Initially, media was saying that they were seen Saturday night. It was not Saturday night. It was Friday night, August 13th. They're on surveillance footage at Woody's Tavern in Moab, Utah. And according to the owners of Woody Tavern, they say they were there from about 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And as far as I know, that's the last time this couple are seen alive. So now referencing back to our earlier conversation, you remember the domestic dispute that was called on Brian and Gabby was in Moab, Utah, on August 12th. So we know that at that Gabby and Brian were there at that same time, which to me, just like I said before, seems like an incredible coincidence. And now you've got Gabby missing and the couple's dead and Brian is now also missing. So it's very, very conspicuous. Okay, guys, Tracy and I are going to be staying on top of this case. We will be going live as there are developments. We will also be opening up our phone lines and allowing guests to come on and speak their mind about the case as well. But I think for now, this mini episode is concluded. That's about all the information that we really have that is, um, you know, factual that we that we felt was we were able to share. But... I want to remind you that this is a real case. If you do have tips, if you do have information that can help law enforcement to locate Brian or locate Gabby or solve the murders of Crystal and Kylan, please call 1-800-CALL-FBI. Again, that's 1-800-CALL-FBI. Thanks, Justice Warriors. Until next time, keep fighting for justice. so that their souls may have peace. We will not...